Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. My name is Brian Likens, and we're going to be looking in James chapter 1 today. Has your faith been tested, or your, you feel like your faith is being tried? You feel like you're, you've been praying for things or, or trying to believe God for things, and yet you, you feel a push, you feel a torn, you feel like you're being pulled in different directions, you're, you're, you're believing God for something, but then you're circumstances or situations try to pull you in another direction or try to keep you from believing what you have been standing on the Word of God for, well, that's being double-minded. James talks about being of and double-minded in the, in the Greek. That, that word in the Greek actually is, uh, let me read that to you real quick before I, we start here, but in the Greek, it's uh, 1374, if you look it up in your Strong's, but it's dipsukos, and it actually means two-spirited. That is vacillating uh, on, in opinion or purpose, vacillating between the two, an opinion or pers- purpose, being double-minded. The Thayer translation uh, or definition, the Greek, uh, Thayer's Greek um, concordance or uh, lexicon says double-minded, wavering, uncertain, doubting, divided in interest. So James talks about being, we're going to read this, James talks about being double-minded, being of two spirits or two souls, being you're, you're believing God and you're, you go to prayer, you're believing God for it, you're asking God for something, but yet when you begin to talk to someone, you talk the defeat more than you talk about the promise or the victory. You talk about how it, it's too difficult or you don't see how it's going to come to pass instead of saying, I don't know how, but I'm standing and believing and trusting that God is moving and working for me and God is going to reveal himself or bring the answer, change the situation, whatever it is you're believing for, whatever it is, whether you need healing in your body, whether you need a financial miracle, whether you need families to be restored, whether you have a relationship problem, whatever it is that God is your source, you're going to God for the answer and you're trusting that God is working for you and you don't back up off of it no matter what the circumstance looks like. No matter what it looks like, you stay in faith believing that God is coming through, working through, working out whatever the situation is, that God is your help. God is your source. And so James talks about being double-minded and a person that is double-minded, How the, and we'll go into this here in just a minute, but how a person of being double-minded can't receive anything from God. You're asking God of something or you're coming to God in faith, believing and saying, Lord, I believe that you're able to do this and I trust you in prayer. You're confident. But then when it comes to talking to people about it, well, I'm not, you don't really have that confidence to say, I know it's going to work out. I know that the situation is going to change because you don't want to say something to someone and then it maybe it doesn't come to pass. Well, you've already admitted or are believing that it might not happen instead of standing in faith and declaring over your situation and saying, this is going to change for our good. This is going to turn around and God is going to show himself mighty and strong. God is my help. God is my source. God is the answer to this situation. So that that that's staying in faith. That's believing and staying and standing on it, not giving up and not backing up. Uh, let me go ahead and open up a prayer, and then we'll go right into this in James chapter 1. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Lord, we worship you and we thank you for moving and working on people's behalf. Lord, people that are are standing in faith and find themselves wavering, Lord, I thank you for helping them to, to straighten out and to stay the course and to not back up, not to look to the left or the right, but look to you, Lord God, and to continue looking to you and staying on that course and staying in faith. And Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for helping people to stay strong, give them the courage, the strength to stay and to believe and to not give up and to not back up when the circumstance looks like it's greater than than uh, than you are, or it looks like it's it's stronger or more powerful, or it's not going to happen, or it's, everything is stacked against them. But God, we thank you in the name that is above every name. You are greater than any situation we will ever face in Jesus' name. So in in James chapter one, it starts out and he says. Uh, this letter from James, I'm reading in the New Living Translation, and I'll give a couple of different translations here, but uh, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm writing to the 12 tribes, the Jewish believers scattered abroad, and he says, greetings. The verse two, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Let me stop right there. He's telling them to consider it an opportunity for great joy. Well, when you when you face trouble in, in situations, how is it that you can look at it as an opportunity for great joy? That's because you know that the outcome is going to be to your benefit. You know that the outcome is you're going to come out of this stronger than you were when you went before you went through this situation. You're going whatever Satan meant to try to use to destroy you that you are going to come out stronger and your relationship or your family or your job or, or your career, your, um, your body, the health in your body, it's going to be better or stronger than it was when the attack came because God is going to bring you out victorious. That's what he, he's saying. An opportunity for great joy that to, to look at this as an opportunity because God is working on your behalf. Verse three. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You stay the course. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, this is a good key verse, James 1, 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. The Passion Translation says that if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. The Message Translation says if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help you. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. You won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Um, a lot of times people, you know, they don't, they don't want to go to God because they think it's, it's too much of a, a burden for him or God's got too many other things going on. God wants us to come to him to seek his counsel, to seek his guidance, and he won't rebuke us for coming to him. He won't scold us for not having the answer because he wants us 
to trust him and to come to him and to ask of him. That's what the father wants. He wants that relationship. He wants us to need him. He wants us to desire of him. He wants us to, to collaborate with him and say, Father, I'm asking you because you are the giving God. You are the great God. You're the creator of all the world. You're the creator of all the universe. You are the source of life. You're the source of everything. So I'm coming to you to ask you of for wisdom. Then he goes on to say, James says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. The King James uh, Version says, which is the way most everybody reads it, for le- uh, in, uh, in verse uh Six, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Verse seven, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The Passion Translation says, my fellow believers, I'm oh, sorry, I just skipped it down there. Uh, it's verse six. Uh, just make sure that you ask, you ask, empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. Up one and down the next. The um, message translation says, ask boldly, believe without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. So what he's saying here is when you go to God, go with confidence that when you come to the Father, that what you're asking of, you're going to get the answer. What you ask of the Lord, go to God in confidence that when you ask of Him, you're going to receive of Him the good gift, the perfect gift, the best thing for your life. God doesn't put things in your life to destroy you or to to cause you pain. God doesn't do that. God doesn't come to you. God doesn't teach you that way. He'll teach you through it. But God doesn't God is not an evil father. I don't take I didn't take my children growing up to teach them when something was hot. I didn't stick their hand on the stove and burn them. But if they touch something hot, I took the opportunity to teach them This is bad for you. This will harm you. Stay away from this. Be cautious when you're around this. This is how you handle this. I would teach them through a situation, but I wouldn't put them in harm's way so that I could teach them a lesson. I would not bring harm to my children. And if I, as an earthly parent, would not do that, how would our Heavenly Father, who is greater than us all, be that to us? That is not how He operates. There are bad things that happen in this earth, bad things that happen to our families and, and in life because there is a devil, there is sin in this world. It is the 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 earth is the the nature and the sin that's in the world and all these things that are stacked against us are trying to take us out of here. God is our source, our supply, our strong tower, our refuge to run into. So whatever things that we face in life. God does not teach us, uh, bring us in that in that pathway of destruction so that he can teach us a lesson. God is a savior. God is one that will 
that will take you through something. And and for the gospel's sake, there may be uh, times that you find yourself in situations that are life-threatening, that are the missionaries that go in, in places, many places that their life is threatened, but God is with them. And there are those that have given their lives and become martyrs. But most of us in the United States, you are not, you're not called to be a martyr here in the United States. If probably somewhere you would, God would call you to another country. But your life, what the things that God has given you, and the things that life is, God is bringing to you, your family, the the relationship that you have, these things. When you're believing God for something, God is saying, when you come to me, trust me that I am for you and not against you. And you can't come to God wavering and and going into it already thinking that it might not happen, already wondering, will God come through for me? Already wondering, is God going to work on my behalf? If you go to God with that type of prayer, the message translation says says uh, that, I keep jumping this around, I keep hitting it, I'm using a, an iPad and it, I keep touching it, it keeps jumping around. Verse uh, 6, it says, uh, that part of there, he says, people who worry their prayers. When you go to God with already an attitude of, I'm not sure that you're going to you're going to fix this. I'm not sure that you're going to be able to. I'm not sure that you even want to. I'm not sure that God that you can do this. I hope you can. I hope you will. God, please, I'm begging you to do something. But I know that I'm not worthy or. Or I've, I've, you know, I've, de- I deserve this. If you go to God thinking those things, you're already going in a double-minded state. You're already of two spirits or two, two minds. You're going hoping that it'll change, but really thinking that it probably won't, because you have already determined that whether you don't deserve it or you have caused it, and now it sh- should be your punishment, or that you know, you're, you're not worthy of it. You need to settle these things before you go to God. If you're having that type of thoughts, if you're having those type of thoughts, when you go to the father that you're unworthy, you need to, you need to read about who you are and you need to read what Christ said. You need to get back in the book, in the word and show me in the, in the Bible, go through it and find where he says that you're unworthy or you're not, you're not worth the 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 price that he paid go show me in the book where you can find where he says that we are you know undeserving and not worth god to answer our prayers you won't find that jesus is the express image of the father and everywhere he went it didn't matter who the people were and what they what their life was like he didn't he didn't set them in categories of of you're worthy and you're 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 getting you're almost worthy you're getting closer and yeah you I'll answer your prayer no when he came to people anyone that would believe all he wanted from them was them to humble themselves and re- and fall upon his grace and mercy and realize that it didn't matter if they were good all of their life or if they've been bad all their life if they have a moment of uh, repentance and turning back to him and understanding and realizing that they were they were uh, nothing without without him and with him he was everything and everything that they needed when they came to him with a humble heart anyone that asked of him received he came to deliver healing deliverance and 
anything that they had need of, anything that was missing to be fixed, anything that was broken to be repaired. That's why he came to set the captive free, to heal the sick, to deliver those that were oppressed by the enemy, to deliver those that were oppressed by the devil, to set them free, to break the chains off of them. So his whole purpose was to get freedom to them, not for not to keep them in bondage or to, to hold them back or to, to keep them oppressed, but to set them free. So his freedom and deliverance was for anybody that would come to him with a humble heart and receive of him. He didn't hold it back from anyone. So in uh, in verse uh, 7, again, I'll read this in the in verse 7 in the New Living. It says, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Again, that's a double-minded person. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. Who is your source? What is it that you have need of today? Do you have need of a financial breakthrough, a miracle? The world is not your answer. It may, you, you may, it'll come through a, uh, a pathway in the world, but it's not the source. You're, emotions that need your insecurities that whether you're feeling like that you're you're not loved or you're not good enough or you're not worthy all of those things will never be fulfilled in this natural realm it will it may be there may be a pathway of some but it will always has to, the source always has to come from god whatever you are facing whatever situation you're in whatever needs to be fixed whatever needs to be changed god is the source it may come through a natural, a natural uh, supply, but God is the source of that supply. So you always keep your focus on God. Everything that I have need of comes either directly or indirectly from you. You are the answer. You are my true supply and my true source. If it comes through another way, it's it can be lost easily. If it comes through another way, It's not sustainable. If it comes through another way, it's temporary. What God has, the the what God has given you through the kingdom of heaven, eternal life is forever, and the salvation that He has brought through Jesus Christ can never be taken away. We as 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 people have in our own choice, we can walk away from God, but God will never take it away from you. God will never strip that away from you. If you come to God humbly before Him, salvation is yours for all of eternity. You don't have to wonder, is God going to ever, is God going to shut me off or cut me off because I've done too much? God doesn't cut anybody off because they've done too much. The only way someone is cut off from God is when they turn away from Him. When they reject Him, God has, God paid for the sins of the entire world. So everything that everything that we have need of in this earth, God has made provision for. He's made provision for our life, for for seed time and harvest, for man to have food and and to continue. The the seed you plant, plant it in the ground and it and it grows, and then you have a harvest and you got seed and food off of it, and then you plant more seed off that, and it continues. God made He made a a a uh, He made a I'm trying to, the word I'm trying to think of, a system 
to sustain humanity. God didn't put us in this earth so that, that, that the resources would dry up. He made it perpetual. If you just take and keep planting, it'll keep growing. If you keep doing, if you keep working, it will keep producing. So you don't give up. You don't stop. You don't quit. Things You may feel like that things haven't been working out. As in a relationship with God or your relationship with, you may have been hurt by a church people. You may have been hurt by a pastor or a minister. You may have been uh, deceived. You may have been lied to. You may have been cheated. You know, it may be the country song all wrapped up in one. You've been lied to. You've been cheated. You've been all that stuff, whatever. You you know, your best friend done took and, and, and uh, you know, took the, uh, manipulated or took the relationship away from you or, or stole your your wife or your husband. All kinds of bad things happen in this earth, but it has not come from your heavenly Father. God is your source. So when you come to God, come to Him with faith, knowing who He is. But you've got to settle it because if you go to God unsure, you're like a you're like the wave, like a uh, the wave on the on the ocean or on the sea that the wind blows it and it blows this way. And when the wind blows another direction, it goes this way. So when when if you're believing for, uh, for God to God for something, if you're asking God something in prayer, and then someone says someone brings a, a negative a word or a doubt or a, or tells you I don't see how God's going to do that, and then you get on their side and you oh you're right it does it it does seem like it's too big, and then someone else and then you get through that and someone else says something over here and then you then you're blown away over here. God is saying, don't get blown back and forth by every wind or by every word that that is spoken, but trust on the word of God. Trust on what his word says. Stay focused. Don't back up. Don't quit. Don't give up. What God has promised you or what you have gone to God in prayer for, don't back up off of it. Don't be double-minded. If you have, don't don't get in fear right now or thinking, oh God, I've done messing, I've done blown it, I've been like that wave, I've done, I've thought bad thoughts and and I've 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 listened to other people and I, and I listen, just stop it and say, God, I I repent that that I listen to people or I listen to what they said over what you've said or what your word says. I'm going to trust you. Get back on your faith. Get back in the boat and stay strong and stay the course. Get back in the boat and continue the course that you laid ahead. And when the wave comes and it begins to crash up on you and it begins to try to blow this way or that way, you stay the course, you stay steady, you fight, you get back in the Word of God, you get back into prayer, you get back into worship, you get you walk the floor and you begin to pray over your family, you walk the floor and you begin to pray over your, your job or whatever it is, and you begin to call that out and begin to declare God, I don't know how that you're going to work it out, but I know you're working for me. I don't know how you're going to change the situation, but I trust that you are working on my behalf. I don't know how you're going to fix this, but I trust you are the giving God, and I'm coming to you in faith, and I'm trusting you to fix this situation. I'm coming to you to that and trusting you 
You are my answer, and I'm not going to turn around or jump out of the boat and and get tossed in and drowned in the waves, but I'm going to stay secure in the word that has been promised to me. I'm going to stay secured in what you have given me. I'm going to stay secured in what I've, I've brought before you and I'm trusting you for, and I'm going to stay that course and stay single-minded that God, you are working on my behalf. You never change. You're greater than any situation I'll ever face. I trust you. If you can't say anything else, just say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. When those thoughts of doubt come, God, I trust you. I trust you more than I trust this. I trust you more than I trust my neighbor. I trust you more than I trust the the letter that came in the mail. I trust you that you're greater, that you're you are able to turn this around. I trust you. And the Bible declares anyone that puts their trust in him will not be disappointed. Anyone that puts their trust in him will not be put to shame. God will not fail you. Don't back up and don't quit because it looks too tough, feels too tough. You don't see the the answer yet. Trust him. He's working on your behalf. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you. And we thank you for helping people, Lord God, to to stay the course and not to be double-minded, Lord. If they have been double-minded, Lord, that that right now we just repent of double-mindedness. We repent for, for not trusting you for not, Lord God, not believing you above our circumstances, for looking at the natural instead of looking at the supernatural, for keeping our eyes on what is what is temporary and not keeping our eyes on what is eternal. Father, we thank you in the name that is above every name, that God, that you're good and you're, you've never given us a reason to doubt you. And Father, we thank you for moving and working on people's situation, showing yourself mighty and showing yourself strong and giving them the courage to stay the course and to not give up and to not faint or to quit and to not get into unbelief or doubt or to be double-minded, but to stay single-minded, to stay focused on you and see the answer in the uh, come to pass, to see the answers come and their situations change and turn around in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus.